Yeah, I know you feel the vibe with my boy K-U-D to the A-er. Hey, what you say? What's up, boo? What's good? What's up? Your Mind Podcast. Welcome to the best show. <laughs> okay. Hot tool. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Why don't you just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show? Yes, yes, sir. Sir. Yes, 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 sir. And we are back at it again, and I hope you're already comfortable in this 2022, and you had a good kickstart to your year, you know. Personally, I'm just grateful for the gift of life and being healthy. You know, I'm thankful for my family and friends that I still have around me. We all know it has been like a like a roller coaster, and the turnout of events for the past few years has been crazy, you know, surprise after surprise, and mostly bad surprises, so to speak, you know. The whole COVID thing was devastating, lockdowns, curfews, restricted traveling and rising number of deaths, you know, there's so much fear in the atmosphere and now we are hearing rumors of wars. Man, I don't know about you, but whatever that is happening in the world is scary. But, but, the good news is there's always hope for the best in the midst of the worst, you know. God is faithful and by His grace is fighting for us every step of the way, you know, even through the fire, He's the fourth man and when it's all said and done, we are processed, we are purified and stronger than before, you know. The Bible says, all things work together for the good for them that love God, you know, to them who are called according to His purpose. I don't know what you have been through, but my encouragement to you is in every trial and challenge we go through, there's always a reason and a purpose, you know, so don't give up because God is not finished with us. He's not finished with you, you know, and he wants you to trust him and he's using you and me to be the positive change in this whole situation. And all we have to say is, yes, Lord, I'm here. Send me. That's the only qualification that is needed. Our yes. You know, so the question is, are you ready to impact society in a way we have never known? You know, because people are tired of going through the same conforming cycles and they are hungry for, you know, new manifestations, new ideas, innovative minds that will spark up a revolution. You know, the word says the earth is eagerly waiting for the manifestation of the suns. Do you believe you are what the earth is waiting for? I know right now you're already looking at yourself like, nah, that can never be me. I don't have the looks, I don't have the voice, you know, I'm a shy person, I don't have a job, I don't have parents, I barely even go out on weekends, and I don't even know what my gifts and talents are, you know, and on and on, you're, you're stripping yourself down with shame straight to the floor, but God is saying, come as you are, you, yes, you, you who's listening right now, you are the perfect candidate, 
you don't need a degree or any worldly standard for this you know he says i'm your qualification i'm going to use your foolishness to confound the wise you know he says i'll be your voice i'll be your eyes i'll be your mind i'll order your steps and i'll give you the power and when i'm talking about power i'm not talking about political power or magic but i'm talking about the life of christ jesus himself expressed through us you know the power of his love the power of his knowledge wisdom and understanding the power of his strength the power of his light and the power of his eternity so do you believe you possess the power to change your environment you know the power to change your community the power to change traditions and cultures that have long suppressed you the power to change the system of the world and the power to break religion <laughs> yes religion you know you have to understand that religion is man made and relationship is god made the reason why god revealed himself through christ jesus is because he wants us to relate with him from a family point of view and not a legalistic point of view and that's the power of his love so do you believe you have that power inside of you but before you make any of these changes the first change that needs to take place is the change in your mind because if we change our mind then everything else about our life changes you know our thinking changes our understanding changes our perception changes there's only two things that are making you hesitate taking that first step you see that god is telling you to wait patiently or you are just drowning inside your negative thoughts doubt versus confidence fear versus faith and truth versus lies and i hope you're not caught up in between the lines because the word says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways and this is what we want to talk about our theme topic for today is renewal of the mind you know and how do you renew your mind you renew your mind through the word of god listening to what god is constantly saying so let's go straight to the word you know and hear what god is saying to us if you go to romans 8 verses 6 it says the mind governed by the flesh is death but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace Then fast forward to Romans 12 verses 2 which says do not be conformed to this world but be transformed and progressively changed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you but i love this version which says do not copy the behavior and customs of this world but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think then you will learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing perfect so here we're being told the way we think shouldn't be influenced by the patterns and trends of the world but let our way of thinking be influenced by God's plan and purpose for our lives God can use minds to speak to and guide someone by giving them thoughts that help them overcome whatever obstacle that they're facing God speaks to people through their minds on a daily basis and this is why our minds are powerful and important you know in your own space when you get time you can also go to Matthew 4 verse 17 this is where Jesus begins his ministry you know he's preaching about repentance telling people repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand and this shows us that before anything the first thing we need to do is to examine our inner self and change our old way of thinking regret our past sins live our lives in a way that proves repentance you know seeking God's purpose for our life then we have been granted access to all these heavenly blessings through the governance of Jesus Christ you know so in the simplest way Jesus is just saying i want to be the source of your thoughts believe in my ways and you have a meaningful and fulfilled life you know the kingdom of heaven is at hand meaning the government of heaven is here 
you know, not in the sky or beyond galaxies and planets far away, but it is inside of us. You know, the God that you have been hearing about is no longer a story. He's saying, I'm here and I'm very much accessible. So change the way you used to think and see things in the reality of that which is in front of your eyes. You know, in this sermon, Christ is already revealing himself. He's telling you God is here. And for those who maybe had read about Isaiah, you know, they already knew that this was an encounter with God. But I don't want to go into deep into that. I just want to break it down in nice and slow so that we can all have an understanding of what this conversation is all about. You know, most of the time when we hear about repentance, we get to be so much afraid. Personally, I used to be so terrified when I hear the word repent. And the first thing that will come into my mind is judgment, hell punishment you know like god is angry at me and he just wants whatever wrong that i did he's just saying you pay for that but now because I've, i have an understanding instead of being afraid i've become hopeful i understand that god loves me and that he wants the best for my life you know <laughs> and that makes me wonder when jesus said repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand were the people terrified or they became hopeful you know when you hear the word repent do you become encouraged or do you become discouraged you know do you start thinking about all the wrongs that you have done do you feel like oh my gosh you know time is you know ticking and if god comes back i'm going to hell whatever it is you know do you become so discouraged do you become fearful do you become um, you know worried or you become hopeful so that's the reason why it makes me wonder when jesus said it telling the people to repent where the people terrified or they became hopeful since maybe they didn't understand what he was talking about. I believe a call to repentance is supposed to make one hopeful and not afraid, you know, because a change of heart makes our lives improve and fruitful more than we can remain ignorant and stagnant. And the understanding part is the most crucial because if we lack understanding in something, then we are confused and ignorant. That's why the word says, I keep asking that the God, our Lord, Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. In all this, God is just calling us to know him better. You know, revealing himself through Christ is him saying, I want you to know me. Change the way you think so that you can have an understanding of who I am. And if you know who I am, it's easy for you to open your heart to trust me. That is the call of repentance that the believer is supposed to know of and not anything that will make you feel compelled to change just because you're afraid and your heart is not into it. You know, repentance sets you free. It doesn't imprison you. We are sons and not slaves. Love set us free and God is love. You know, and maybe you're wondering, what are you talking about? You know, you started this with mind renewal and all of a sudden you're talking about repentance. You know, what has repentance got to do with the renewing of the mind? What's the connection between the two? Because now, you know, I'm kind of lost, but wait a minute. <laughs> Stay with me because I'm about to explain why a call unto repentance is a renewal of our mind. Okay, so if you go to X3 um, verses 19, in your amplified version, it says, so repent, change your inner self your old way of thinking regret past sins and return to god seek his purpose for your life so that your sins may be wiped away blotted out and completely erased so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the lord restoring you like a cool wind on a hot day you know so what do i understand about this you know according to this verse the refreshment being referred to 
There's a state of comfort and renewed liveliness. Sometimes we stray away from steadfast faith and obedience and we find ourselves in danger and lost. You know, but just like the prodigal son, if we have a change of heart and repent, in other words, return back to the love of our father, he will restore slash heal slash renew us back to our original state of being according to his riches in glory. Repentance brings renewal, meaning the day you have a change of heart and change the way you think, your perception concerning life totally changes. You know, we become healed and restored. From the day when the crowd decided to follow Jesus, listening to his teachings and leaving by his word, they started to experience a different way of life. You know, a change of heart yields the fruit of a changed life. And this change of life is not a striving kind of living, but it is God himself accomplishing and fulfilling promises for us on our behalf. And you may say how the word of God says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters, he restores my soul. You know, you can also go to Isaiah 26, 12, where he says, Lord, you establish peace for us. All that we have accomplished, you have done for us. You know, and sometimes it's kind of hard to, you know, uh, believe that God can accomplish things for us because we always want to work things out by ourselves. You know, there's this saying that that goes like, you know, God helps those who help themselves, but that is not true because it's not even in the scriptures. God wants us to fully depend on Him. He wants us to totally depend on Him. You know, that's why He says, "Cast all your cares and burdens unto Me, and I'll give you rest." You know, meaning that He wants to help us in everything that we do, every step of the way. Say. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know what I mean? So God is not just calling us to do something, but he's also helping us throughout the whole process of change. So basically, I'm just surrendering my life to God and saying, have it your way. I surrender because I trust. Most of the time we think surrendering is a sign of weakness and therefore we pretend to be strong and independent, finding it hard to be vulnerable because we are afraid of being hurt. You know, the way we respond to life is always as a result of our past experience, which makes us react towards life with a defensive attitude. Even when God is trying to reach out to your heart, it's hard for you to let him in because you think everyone is coming into your life to take more than they want to give. That is why in whatever it is, God is calling us to repentance so that we can have a change of heart to change the way we see things so that we can have an experience of a new life meaning a change of mind leads one to rethink and forgive or let go of old thoughts bringing the new opportunities being presented in the now for the sake of one's growth peace and fruitfulness so this takes me back to the question when you hear the words repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand do you become fearful or you become hopeful so how can i be hopeful you know but the real question is what are you exposing your mind to? Whatever it is, is it giving you fear or is it giving you faith? Your ears and your eyes are the window to your mind. So whatever that you're exposed to is to your thoughts and your thoughts have an effect on your daily life. You know, the deadliest warfares take place in our minds and the result of our triumphs and defeats is determined by that which we are constantly feeding our minds. There's a thin line between thought and transformation. You know, whatever we put or allow in our heads has the power to change us to become exactly like our source of influence. If we want our hearts to be transformed, then we have to bring our minds up to a new quality. Like what the word says, finally brothers, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. 
So just by looking around us, there's so much that we are hearing and seeing. And most of it is not healthy for our thought life. Today, most of us are very conscious about our health and body. We take care what to eat and when to eat. But when it comes to what we are feeding our mind, we don't care much about it. There's too much negativity around us and we should always take care what to absorb and what to pass over. From social media, television, peer pressure, society, culture, and a whole lot of things. You know, I was just thinking about the gate between generations and the influences on our daily lives. And I realized that in these current times, we are privileged, but at the same time, at a very risky and dangerous moment. The demands of life are putting pressure on a lot of people and the lack of balance and sound mind is causing many to crumble and lose it. People are dealing with academic and social pressure, a realistic parental expectations, political and financial instability, overpowering presence of social media and technology. They're going through cyberbullying and the loss of community in favor of individualism. I know maybe there are times when we're just like, I need to take time off from the world. I need just to spend time with myself. I need to reflect, I need to recollect, I need to meditate, or maybe I just need to spend time with God, you know? Um, but most of the time you realize we are more in isolation more than we are having community. Spending time with other people, sharing our, our views and our opinions and minds and our understanding and our wisdom with other people so that we can grow, you know? and being interdependent because the world is teaching us so much independence it's more about you know you have to do you you have to you know there's nothing wrong with growing to be yourself but also you know most of the time we are feeding ourselves more with selfishness you know as we speak right now there's an eight-year-old kid somewhere somehow who's stressing over her body size and weight and she wants to go to the gym so that she can look good and maintain a nice body frame and just to think about it, this is an eight-year-old who's already concerned about her looks. You know, back in the day, you know, as a kid, I can't even remember what I was worried about when it comes to my outside appearance. I don't think that is something that I could worry about, you know, unless maybe I was in a way that, you know, those things were already going on in that time. But just an example of what I'm talking about right now. It's really something that is um, a concern. And another kid out there is being worried about not having digital access. You know, we, we live in a in a technical world and a technological world where, you know, everything is just moving by the internet, you know, so they, they didn't go on Facebook or Instagram for an hour and already their world is shutting down. You know, social media is a world for some people. You have to understand that there are people who literally live there, you know, in order to find them, you just have to go visit their page. You know, back in the day, we used to go to the park and recreational centers just to hang out and socialize and play. But today is different because the internet has taken over that part. You know, we got Xbox, we got PlayStation, we got Netflix, TikTok, and a whole lot that has become like the new social club. We're spending most of our time interacting with people who are so distant from us, can't even relate to our immediate feelings and emotions. You know, having a thousand followers and likes that don't even know about our real life. You know, and the more we are getting involved in these algorithms, programs and codes, the more we are losing the essence of community, our families and our friends and gaining a lot of strangers that we only see on the other side of the computer. Our minds are racing against computers, no feelings attached, no emotions, no love and no relationship. 
That's why in the midst of crisis, many people are breaking apart because many relationships are being built on, you know, facades, on these programs and calls that have no sense of emotional attachment to them. You know, everyone needs that sense of community. We all desire to have someone just to check up on us and support that calls for you to reach out to somebody or somebody just to reach out to you and be like, I just called to hear how you're doing. You know, is everything fine with you? You know, how can I help? No matter how strong you may think you are, we all need that sense of embrace. And that part of us as a people has become so expensive. You know, we have become so selfish to the point that when someone is going through something, they'll rather just suffer from within. I can't tell anyone. Some people are even afraid to go out there and maybe just, you know, open up about whatever that they're going through. You know, they're in a critical situation, in a critical condition, but they cannot open up to anyone because they're afraid maybe it can be a shame or maybe someone's going to laugh at them. You know what I mean? And this goes both ways because sometimes we don't even know if someone is really going through something, you know, because the world is telling people being vulnerable is a weakness. We are being told you have to be strong. And for the man, don't even think about crying because you are setting a bad example, <laughs> you know. So we are having men and women who are emotionally unavailable because they think showing their feelings is a sign of weakness. And they'll rather just keep things to themselves because that's a defense mechanism for them to feel secure. You know, they feel like if I tell someone about this, I'm going to be misunderstood. I'm going to be judged. So let me just figure things out by myself because I don't need anyone to know. And this is why I said this goes both ways because from another angle, maybe someone opened up at some point and they were shamed, you know, and they were laughed at behind their backs. And now they've just built that wall around them because they are afraid of being hurt. This is also showing us how the world has become so selfish. You know, when you have a problem, you don't even know who to go to with the thought of what will people say? And sometimes you don't even have anyone to approach because there's no one who's literally available. You know what I mean? So at the end, you try to be strong and deal with it by yourself. But all that discomfort is becoming a poison that is eating you slowly. And that's when all those mental issues start to creep in. You know, you are depressed even to the point of having suicidal thoughts because you are broken and hopeless. And the devil is always looking for that moment when you are confused deep in your thoughts, isolated and alone. Because he knows that in a moment of decision making, it's either God is leading you in the right path or he's there to make you lose track. And remember, all these things are taking place in your mind. This takes me back to the story in the garden when Eve was tempted to eat the forbidden fruit. <laughs> you know, I, I used to think that maybe Eve had a face-to-face -face conversation with the serpent, you know. Now I come to understand that you know, the Bible speaks in parables, it also speaks in symbols and, and metaphors, you know. And I realized that all these things that were happening in the garden, the, the deception and all these lies, that the, the conversation that was taking place, it was happening as a thought in Eve's mind. You know, she was tempted in the depth of her imagination. Maybe on that day after finishing her daily activities, she just decided to sit. You know, sometimes you just want to think, you know, take time to recollect your thoughts and you know just question some things or get to have some understanding when it comes to other things you know what i'm saying so i feel like this is what eve was also going through 
And then she started wondering why God had warned them about eating from the tree of good and evil. And from there, that's when the devil crept in. Can it really be that God has said, we shall not eat from any tree of the garden? The devil is cunning and crafty. He doesn't make it so obvious that it is him who's tempting you. It makes you feel like, maybe I'm just thinking, it is me who just imagining things, you know? And this is what's happening. She was convinced to take a bite, gave some to the husband, and after that, everything fell apart. So, let's just hold it there for a moment. What is the greatest lesson that we take from this? You know, personally, I've learned that we have to be obedient. You know, when God tells us something, sometimes it's kind of hard to follow everything that God tells you to do. But whatever that he says, he says it before the best of our livelihoods. You know, so we just have to ask him to help us, the Holy Spirit, just to guide and lead us towards that which he has instructed us to do. You know, and obedience comes from faithfulness. It's hard to obey when you don't have faith. And where does our faith come from? It comes from hearing. Many people have faith in the wrong things. We have faith in the things our parents have told us. We have faith in what culture has told us. We have faith in what the system has taught us. And in all this influence and inspiration is coming from the voices of men. And every voice of men is inspired either by Jesus or the devil. Because we have to understand that this is a battle between faithfulness and deceitfulness. Paul says, Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. So outside of the word of God, what are you constantly hearing and listening to? Are you constantly hearing the CNN news telling you about the possibility of a World War III, the rising number of deaths due to the increase in sickness and disease, and the collapsing economies of the world that are slowly causing financial crisis? Because by listening to that, you are going to be more fearful and discouraged. But in the midst of any challenge, when you hear the word of God, you become hopeful. Jesus says, I have told you these things so that in me, you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. By listening to such words and hearing this, it cultivates hope in one's mind and heart. You know, so that's why God is encouraging us to feed from him as much as possible, because his words are life. The more we feed from him, the more our character becomes Christ-like. And this is what we see not happening in the garden because the devil came and stole the word from Adam and Eve. Jesus says, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come that you may have life and life in abundance. This is also a reference to what happened in the garden. You know, the devil came and he stole the word that God had instructed Adam and Eve. From there on, we get to hear God now telling them, just because you have eaten, you shall surely die, meaning that you are going to perish. When you lose the word, you lose your life because the word is alive. It's God manifesting himself through the scriptures. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He's God. Men shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So the question is, what are you feeling in your mind? Adam and Eve took the wrong message after God had given them the right message. And therefore, because of eating from the wrong tree, they were bound to die. This was not only just a physical death, but an assassination of character. Any source of influence on your mind has a great effect on the character that you are. If your character is full of love, kindness, mercy, self-control, patience, forgiveness, and so on, then that shows that you are being influenced and you are being inspired by love. 
And for us to have such a character, we have to be led by the Holy Spirit. The wisdom to be able to balance your thoughts comes from the knowledge of Christ's mind and how he wants us to bear the same fruits of his image by looking at his word. But if you're full of envy, jealousy, bitterness, unforgiveness, and anger, then your life is being influenced by hatred. You know, your thoughts are saturated with discontentment and identity crisis. And the source of such thoughts is deception. The devil lying to you, telling you, I'm not good enough. I was born this way. I'm not loved. I'm not appreciated. No one sees me no matter what I try to do. And because of that discomfort, the enemy takes advantage of your mind and he gives you illusions and you start imagining things. You start to see yourself as a failure. You start to feel not worthy enough, you know. You lose your confidence about yourself. You start hating and judging people. But what you don't realize is that all these things floating in your mind are just a big lie, you know. That's why God wants us to look at life through his lenses because he is the map of our true identity. So when you're not focusing on the map, you get lost. And that is what the enemy wants, to distract us from the truth of who we truly are by bringing doubt in our minds, just like he did in the Garden of Eden. God told Adam to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. But the devil came and stole the authority that God had given him. Adam did not realize that an exchange of power was taking place in that time of deception. All the authority and power that God had given him, he gave it to the devil through trickery. That is why it is very important to be able to discern things that come as good but be evil. You know, most of the time we give power to shadows and illusions that are trying to steal our identity. But if we have the word of God in us, we are guaranteed to stand on solid ground and confess victory over any situation. Even when Jesus was being tempted, he used his own word as a declaration of power and authority over the enemy. When you don't have the word in you, the enemy takes advantage of that and feeds you with lies because he knows you don't have the knowledge of the truth to support you. The truth is our identity. Truth is a person. In Christ Jesus is the truth. And the truth is found in the word of God. So in as much as you can expose your mind to learning many other things, let the truth of God be the main guide of your awakening. Personally, my inspiration is not from science, history, or philosophy. Yes, I do like those things, but my source of inspiration is from the living word, Christ Jesus himself. And that is why people get deceived most of the time, because they often intellectualize spiritual and biblical things with our carnal minds, you know, and get lost in the way. Allow the Holy Spirit to help you study scripture, and that is where we find revelation. There's a difference between intelligence and truth. We ought to have the spirit of discernment because the world is full of intelligent people who are not truthful, always devising ways to trick people with crafty methods. You know, it's like magic, being amused while it's being fooled at the same time. This is what the enemy does. He's stealing and deceiving people of their true identities. The world is going through so much identity crisis and I think this is a very sensitive topic but relevant at the same time. You know, because some way, somehow, we all have a friend or family member that is stuck in a point of nowhere and they are trying to figure out where is it they really belong. And because of lack of mental and spiritual guidance, they are trapped in a world of lies, practicing methods and beliefs that are dysfunction to the order of human life. So please look out for our next episode because it's going to be explosive, you know, 
and we're going to be touching on some very sensitive issues and i hope no one's going to be offended <laughs> you know but i pray that the love of god and the truth of his word is going to set us free in jesus name so we have come to the end of our show and i hope you were able to get one or two things as an encouragement and remember to constantly expose your mind to things that give you hope bringing out the best out of your life proverbs 4:23 says above all else watch over your heart diligently guard it because from a sincere and pure heart comes the good and noble things of life jesus loves you until our next episode continue to feed from the living word hallelujah boy oh.